Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes! Play the fanfare. There is a new film out in cinemas. We're very, very excited about this. Niall O'Brien is here for Real Reviews. How are you doing, Niall? I'm doing very well. It's a big week for cinema. It's a big week. It is a big week for cinema. And we are going to be talking Christopher Nolan's Tenet very, very shortly. But first, let's have a mystery voice, shall we? We shall, yes. Usually I would give a little clue. I don't think it needs no, a clue. It need a clue. No, it doesn't need a clue. It doesn't need a clue. But you don't need to blow the bloody doors off. That's My name is Niall O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Let's hear him. Let's he hear is, the man he himself. We want you to do a film. And I said, where's it going to be? He said, oh, it's going to be in the south of France. He said, and um, he said, if you do it, we, we'll get you a villa down there. We're three months down there and we'll get you a villa. And I'm going, Villa, three months south of France. And he said, yes, and, and, and he named where it was, and it was right between two of my best friends, Leslie Brickers, the composer, and Roger Moore. And it was right between the two houses. And I said, oh, that's great. And he said, um, he said I'll send you a script. I felt like saying, don't bother. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Very easy this week, guys. It is. Who is Apparently, that's, that is how he picks his scripts. He just goes, where is it filming? Let <laughs> me know. It. Do I have a villa? Yeah. <laughs> but he's a legend. He is, he is a legend. Uh, 086-1800-658 with your answers, please. Now, we are extremely excited because we haven't had a new film in quite some time. And this is very, very highly anticipated. It is Christopher, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Um, give us the synopsis. What are you thinking? Well, now, this is one of those movies where I don't don't know how much I want to say because I yeah, went I in knowing quite little about it but I'll give a, a brief synopsis about it for so people know what to expect so it opens at the Kiev Opera House and the protagonist which is all we know about the main character played by John David Washington who's Denzel Washington's son and he's really good in this film I really liked him uh, he's a part of a CIA SWAT team that swoops in to stop a terrorist attack and he discovers that nothing really is what it seems. And after this attack, he's recruited to an even more ultra-secret agency, which is tasked with preventing World War Three. And he ends up teaming up with an English agent called Neil, played by Robert Pattinson. And he follows the trail of this technology, this it's it's a really advanced technology that can apparently reverse an object's entropy. So we've got bullets that travel backwards, uh, and he follows this trail all the way to a Russian arms dealer, uh, Andrei Sator, played by Kenneth Branagh, and his estranged and abused wife, Kat, played 
by uh, Elizabeth Debicki and he, he, like we I was sitting there go, kind of going what's going on yeah. he doesn't really know what's going on as well but it all unravels uh, throughout the, the course of the movie and we have a little bit of a clip yes, here yes we do indeed which doesn't give up to give away too much either okay here it is one of these bullets is like us travelling forwards through time the other one's going backwards can you tell which is which how about now? Why does it feel so strange? You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Whoa. I didn't win back in myself. Oh, yeah, whoa is right. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it from word go, and we spoke about this myself and yourself, you know, about great openings and movies uh, not yeah. that long ago. This is a punch to the face. Everybody, welcome back to the cinema. It, it really is a great is. opening 10, 15 minutes, that scene in the, in the opera house. I really enjoyed that. And that's even before you kind of know what the premise of this movie <laughs> is. And like I say, like the protagonist... Uh, whose name we never know, uh, you you are confused. Like, all the way through. I, a lot of people have been saying it's too confusing. It's not. I By the end, I knew what was going on, yes. I felt. Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoyed being on the ride with this main character, played by John David Washington. And he is fantastic in this. In, with a character that we know nothing literally about, you know, you're not oh, giving he, any backstory for him. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. You've hit the nail in the head there. You have to just go with this character, yeah. go with the plot, go with the, the journey and adventure and everything else that he's on. Uh, and, you know, you it really is, it's all about, you know, it's, do you know what it is? It's everything that we love about going to the cinema, okay? It's got edgier seat drama, it's got lots of action, it's got thrilling stunts and fight sequences, brilliant bad guys, even better good guys, and it absolutely looks incredible. I couldn't well. agree more, yeah. And I have to say, I've seen Kenneth Branagh and it, uh, he's one of my favourite actors. Yeah. He's a very affable, he's really good oh. in a likeable part. But in this, I've seen oh. him play bad guys before, but he is really giving it 100% in this. Oh, he's he fantastic. he is a horrible character in this. <laughs> he is so awful. And uh, I, I really have to mention Elizabeth Debicki, who mm. is the kind of emotional core of this film, I think. Because, like I say, we don't learn a lot about everybody else, but we know most, I think, about her. And she is really good. And uh, Robert Pattinson, if anybody has any uh, doubts about him playing Batman, go and see this oh, movie because absolutely. he's brilliant. He is just brilliant. And, you know, just to kind of not to give too much away, but, you know, we mentioned last week in Real Reviews Next Generation about uh, The Matrix and what that did for CGI and kind of blowing our minds back then yeah, in terms yeah. of what they did with Bullet Time. With this the special effects, the choreographed scenes, you know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where time and uh, is disjointed, let's well, say. That will say blow your much. mind. That will blow yeah. your mind as well. Well, yeah. can I say as well, Christopher Nolan, this has less visual effects in it because everything was done practically. So this is less visual effects than the average romantic comedy because wow. he just does it all in camera. So that's another thing if you go and see it. And I would really, if, if you want to go and see a film this year, go and see it. It's really, really good. Um, and remember that when you're watching these amazing <laughs> set pieces. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one line, I think, where Robert Pattinson says, uh, 
you know, he's asked something by by the protagonist and his answer is, I could explain it to you, but it wouldn't do you any good at this point. And <laughs> yeah. that is the way to go into yeah. this film, because, you know, it is just it's a roller coaster. Just let yourself go. Don't be thinking too hard about it. Yeah, what's. that's it. I think you can guess what we're going to give this film. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it five. Like, I five, don't think yeah. it's his it's his best film. It's it's got most in common with Inception, I think, mm. which is a great movie by his as well. Uh, there are, you know, you could say you could pick out things. It, you know, I think it's got a lot riding on it. You mm. know, people are expecting it to save cinema. What film really could do that? But this one is pretty close, I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. It really, really is. And uh, I highly recommend it. And guys, cinemas need our support. So please go to yeah. your cinema to see this. This is the way it was intended as well on the big screen. So five stars all around for that one. Now, going back to our random reviews. And yeah, this one... Well this one, do you know, right? When we picked Well, can I just week, say, it was shocking revelation last week that you only watched five minutes of the random <laughs> review. Some people have been calling for your resignation, Sinead, but can I just say, I fully support you as long as you watch the movie this week. <laughs> I did watch the movie this week, but I have to say, when I heard the title, I was like, oh no, what's this going to... I actually really, really enjoyed this. This is American Factory we're talking about, um... This is a documentary that was produced and supported by Higher Ground, which is the Obama's uh, production studio as well. And a documentary film directed by Stephen Bognar and Julia Reichert. Is that her second name? Reichert? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they are award winners all round, really, as well. But it's about a Chinese company called uh, Foyo factory in uh, Dayton, Ohio and it's a real fly on the wall documentary and actually after this on Netflix by the way, there's a sit down meeting uh, between the Obamas and the directors I don't know if you saw that in your... No, I didn't know I watched the, the documentary but I didn't watch the sit down. Yeah, so there's a little special kind of feature afterwards and uh, they speak about how they approach this and very much what they do, like great documentary filmmakers will do is something is happening in history let's say. So, in Dayton, Ohio in 2008, Karen uh, manufacturing plant is closing down. This is a significant moment. A lot of people in the area are going to be laid off. It's going to mean a lot, you know, for the community in terms of a ripple effect. So what do they do? They go out and they film that and that's how the film opens. And this is kind of, you know, where it all starts the idea for it. Um, so then it kind of fast forwards to 2014 and a Chinese billionaire kind of known quite ominously throughout as the chairman. Just the chairman, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He takes over this abandoned plant. He invests millions in setting up this auto glass manufacturing plant that he has. And at the outset, he stresses that he wants it to kind of be run mainly by Americans uh, with, you know, Chinese there as well. But he was, he was kind of focusing on Americans. And of course, initially, there's joy at the employment returning. And a lot of people that worked at the previous plant are now in this, in the new plant. And, uh, you know, then the tensions start because the Chinese employees are brought in and the cultures clash, I suppose, is the best way of describing this. This is not comfortable viewing in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I have to say, I, I, I found myself a bit down after yeah. watching this. Yeah. Now, I would still encourage people to watch it because yeah. it's, a, it's a very important documentary probably to, to have a look at. Oh, it is. Absolutely. And I think what you, what the genius of this is that you don't side with either the Chinese or the Americans. You side for the individual stories, I'd say. Like the lady who decided to front the union campaign and the effect that that had on her life. Uh, the Chinese expert at the furnace um, whose young family were at home in China and he didn't even have time to eat a lot of the time as well. He poured everything of himself into the job and that's the heart of the story, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one of my favourite uh, lines from this was... Um, um, 
this is when the tension between the two was really ra- ranking up and the Chinese president takes over from the American guy and he says that uh, you know he's having this kind of talk with all the Chinese employees and he's saying Americans love flattery you know they were over fl- uh, co- confident as children yeah. so feed into that and you'll be grand you know and it's just like oh my god you know it's uh, there's it, a few it, moments of that where you've got somebody speaking in Chinese and you've mm. got the subtitles of what they're actually saying and then you've got what the translation is given yeah. to say the American people there and you know you're you are kind of going oh my god this is not the way to have a good relationship no, with it's really you not. know your workforce no and we have a little clip for you here uh, from American Factory do you want to key this one up for me now yeah I mean this is from the uh, from the trailer I think so okay. it, it's just I think it's about one of the characters that you were talking about she ended up uh, being very pro-union trying to get the union into this factory so uh, I think so yeah here we go stand here today uh, with a plant that's closing, but I'm extremely proud of the people that work in this plant here. For a year and a half, I didn't have anything. We lost our home, we lost a vehicle. I have struggled to get back to middle class again. This is a historic project that is going to help grow this community, give people jobs, and give a future to your kids and my kids. Where you sit today used to be a General Motors plant, and now there are over 1,000 employees working here. Is this a union shop? It is our desire to not be. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that. There is yeah, a lot so going the, on. That's, that's from early. You can hear the kind of optimism yes. that they have at the start of the factory opening up and how that kind of sours a little bit. But uh, it, definitely, if you want something different, uh, and I think it's an important documentary. As you said, it's an important documentary to watch. I learned a lot from it. Uh, there's, you know, I definitely felt a little bit down after after watching mm-hmm. it. Um, but great filmmaking, uh, great documentary making. I gave, I give this one five stars as well. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, it like I say, it's it's you can't stop watching it. Yeah, and it's it's very good. It's so. important. To, it's important to see. So for next week, we're going to pick number eighty eight on your list. There. Okay, eighty eight is uh, okay. This is True Grit from twenty ten. Jolly and Ethan Cohen's okay. True Grit. So very good, you yeah. would have seen this, I'm sure. I've only this seen is, bits of it actually. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, this is the remake of the nineteen sixty nine John Wayne movie, and it's it's supposed to be fantastic. So I look forward to hearing what you think of that. Perfect. Okay, so that's for next week. So. Uh, very very quickly because we have another little um, Netflix review Cobra Kai don't know much about this oh I really wanted to tell people about this so this is actually a YouTube production which started I think two three years ago but it's dropping on Netflix uh, today and this is Cobra Kai it's a sequel to The Karate Kid that people remember oh okay very good and this follows basically the bad guy from The Karate Kid Johnny Lawrence played by William Zabka and it's about his life kind of 34 years after the events of what happened in The Karate Kid. I watched the the first, you can watch the first two episodes for free on YouTube and they'll all be on Netflix now. Um, I watched the first two episodes. It is fantastic. It is great. It's got 
it's such a fantastic update of an 80s franchise. I know you love an 80s franchise. I do. Like me. It's got great music. The acting is fantastic. Um, Ralph Macchio, who plays Danny LaRusso, looks like he hasn't aged a day, he even does. though he's, he's almost crazy. 60, I think. <gasps> is he? And yeah, well, oh he's God. older than Pat Marisha, who played right. Mr. Miyagi in the original. Wow. But uh, this is William Zabka's show. He is fantastic as the down-on-his-look bully from... 1984 who is and you just feel such empathy for him you really kind of go like you'll be cheering for Cobra Kai when you watch the first season of this so I would say absolutely check it out it's the first two seasons are out on Netflix today a third one is coming next year but uh, I was really like I, I was saying to myself why did I not watch this two years ago because <laughs> okay. it's so good okay yeah. Cobra Kai dropping today very quickly for people who don't have Netflix there's some great movies on over the weekend yeah on Saturday on BBC One at half eight there's Sully which is the story of the real life story of Captain Chelsea Sullenberg played by or Sullenberger sorry played by Tom Hanks who was people will know the commercial pilot who made an emergency landing on yes. the Hudson after his plane was hit by a, a flock of Canadian geese um, on also on Saturday at 9.20 if you want something a little bit more I entertaining. don't know what would you say <laughs> possibly <laughs> well I'd say they're both entertaining <laughs> but uh, this is Gladiator of course the 2000 uh, film directed by Ridley Scott and starring uh, Russell, Russell Crowe Crow, yeah. yeah and then on Sunday a little bit of a Tom Hanks sandwich so we have at half nine The Post which is directed by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks plays the real life uh publisher of the Washington Post, Ben Bradley. And it's really all about kind of they get these it's it's a prequel if you like mm. to all the president's men, but it's a it's a great movie. It's one of the films I say that are people in rooms talking, but it's incredibly compelling even though that. Okay. So that one I haven't actually seen that one, so I must check that one out. That's oh yeah, was... half nine on RT one. Okay, so just uh for people, yes, lots of people getting Michael Caine of course, uh, just by a fraction. Jamie was in at twenty past twelve, but oh, Chris, he's always Chris, in. No no Oh, Christine Christine Arkins was in by a nose hair at oh, 12 very good. So Christine think, the time was it our was it our our impressions do you think Probably it probably was we gave away too way too much Listen as always thank you for your jam packed real reviews Thank you very much Anne